Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on my predictions for the opening night forward lines for the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to be going line by line, position by position, predicting who's going to play with who, who's going to play where in the lineup, what that line might look like, all that stuff and more. Should be a fun episode. Uh, I got a little creative with this, so hope you all enjoy. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL, like it says right there. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, what the heck are you doing? It's growing quickly. Get a lot of new support, a lot of new subscribers. Lockdown Blues is the YouTube channel name. It's a lot of fun. I have uh, tons of fun recording on video, interacting with comments and all that stuff. So definitely check out the channel if you haven't already. And if you have and you're not subscribed, please subscribe. That way, you know, I upload a ton. You'll you'll see all the new videos, all the new content. You know, I'm doing the forward lines today, doing the defensive pairings tomorrow, all that fun stuff. Before I get into today's episode, though, I wanted to let you all know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a different route uh, on today's episode. I spent most of the last few episodes just pretty much talking about various trade rumors and and you know the future, what what the Blues might do in the long term, and honestly, haven't spent a whole ton of time just sitting down and looking at what the team might look like and you know, just a few months on opening night and with the departure of David Perron and the potential addition of some young guys to the lineup, uh, I think the lines might look a little bit different next year. And I kind of got a little, I mean, I kept it, I kept it pretty standard in terms of these lines. I don't think there's gonna be any big surprises, but I definitely switched it up a little bit, you know, and honestly, the funny thing is, is even if I'm close to accurate with the opening night lines, uh, with these lines, Knowing Craig Ruby, knowing the St. Louis Blues, they won't stick. They won't last um, that long. But here's what I think, in my opinion, would be a fun group of lines to uh, to watch the St. Louis Blues roll out at some point during the season. You know, maybe I won't get all four combinations right, but you know, I think I chose three guys on each line that would have good chemistry with one another um, and would you know bring some some positive impact uh, as a solid trio. So without further ado. Let's get into talking about line one. Now, I'm going to go player by player and sort of talk about their impact last season uh, and why I think, you know, they're going to fit in this spot in the upcoming season. So the first line, winger, first guy that I have on the list uh, is Pavel Buchnevich. I think Pavel Buchnevich was one of, if not the Blues, most consistent forward last season. He was extremely good, um, really good at driving play, really good at scoring goals, but also creating opportunities for his teammates. Uh, I think that move was just a a a plus 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 from Doug Armstrong acquiring Buchnevich. He was one of our better players. He's a lot of fun to watch too. Plays with a ton of emotion, a ton of tenacity, um, and you know that fits the Blues culture very well. He's a big forward, strong forward, but he's very smart with the puck as well. Um, kind of a sneaky good playmaker in that sense as well. He's you know good at finding passing lanes and 
like I said, creating opportunities for his teammates, um, as well as being reliable defensively. He's not the most gifted defensive forward, but he'll work hard in that end, and he'll you know he'll make plays happen the whole 200 feet of the ice. So I think he is a perfect candidate for the first line on the wing. Now, the other side of him on the other wing is his Russian uh, Russian friend, if you want to call it that, in Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, that might be a bit of a hot take, Vladimir Tarasenko on the first line, um, just because I don't want to call him a one-dimensional player, but he definitely does have some some aspects that are that kind of make him make you want to feel like he's not a first line player in the sense that he sometimes doesn't show effort on the defensive end. If he's not scoring goals, sometimes he just doesn't seem engaged, uh, whatever. All the criticisms of Vladimir Tarasenko, nothing's new. He's been with the team for forever. Uh, however, he is going to score you a ton of goals. You know, that's what he does. And he, you know, the Russian connection is something that's real in the NHL. These guys love playing with, with each other. Um, and I think Tarasenko and Buchnevich would be a really good combination. Excuse me, just because they do have a, somewhat of a similar play style. Um, you know, they're both big, they're both very strong, uh, but I think they would also complement each other well with uh, Tarasenko's quick snapshot and Buchnevich's sneaky passing ability and his ability to get to the front of the net and create space and create screen and stuff like that. So, and then the biggest reason why I have Vladimir Tarasenko on the first line is, is because it is a contract year for him. And like it or not, players typically produce better in a contract year. Vladimir Tarasenko knows it's a contract year, um, obviously. And if the rumors are true that he wants to prove himself and, and go off to another team, then he's going to have every motivation to perform well this season. And as much as it sucks that the Blues might lose him for nothing, the whole rationale behind that is they would rather get a year of production out of Vladimir Tarasenko than get you know middling prospects and middling picks for him. So for that reason, I think he is going to be the first line right wing. I think he, or first line wing, whatever it ends up being with him. I might have some of these wrong, like, oh, he's never played left wing. Sorry, I did my best. Um, anyways, yeah, I think he would be a good spot for that first line right wing, just because I expect us to see a really, really strong season out of Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm expecting 40 goals, might I say, 40 goals out of him. Uh, he's done it a few times in, in the past in his career. Um, and again, contract year, he's got a ton, a ton, a ton to prove. Um, and I think the Blues know that as well. And I think he's going to start out of the gates hot and stick on that first line. Now at their center is none other than the newly soon to be highest paid player on the St. Louis Blues when his extension kicks in. And that is Robert Thomas. What do you do when you sign a center long term for a big fat deal and say you're going to make him the face of the franchise? You make him your number one center. Um, no disrespect to Ryan O'Reilly. You know, Ryan O'Reilly does a lot of things well, but Robert Thomas had an absolute breakout season last year. Uh, one for the ages. He was so, so impressive on all ends of the ice. He's a tremendous passing ability. He found his shot later in the season as well and started scoring some goals. He has everything that you could want in a franchise center. He's got the pieces there. He's just got to put it all together. And I think if he's playing with two extremely talented players like Pavel Buchnevich and Vladimir Tarasenko, the assists are going to go flying. He's going to get tons and tons of points on that line. And lot more minutes I'm expecting from him next year just to prove that he is worthy of that big contract that we gave him. So line one, Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm expecting big things out of all three of those guys, whether or not they're on a line together. But fingers crossed they are because I think that would be a lot of fun to watch. Now, in this upcoming second half of the episode, I'm going to keep going down lines two, three, and four. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Athletic Greens and their product 
AG1. Now, AG1, what it is, is a little scoop of um, you know nutrients uh, and vitamins that you put into a glass of water. Uh, you have it every single morning. I've been using it. I use it a lot like when I was in college and I just didn't have time to make myself a good breakfast. And I would feel like crap. I would just put a scoop of that in my water bottle throughout my day and drink it. And it's honestly delicious. Uh, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Uh, the best part is AG1 focuses a lot on their values and sustainability. So Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In fact, in 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects uh, protecting old growth rainforests, which is really important to me and I think a lot of people. Um, plus, also in 2020, they donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. So they got a great cause. Every time you support them, you're supporting all of the causes that they support. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply. One year. It's a lot of AG1. Of uh, immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so we talked about line one. Now we're moving on to line two. And here's where things get a little, little interesting. You know, the Blues have a lot of options with their middle six. Um, and here's my prediction for what it might be. Now, the two winger spots, um, one of them, it's obvious. Let's get it out of the way first. Jordan Cairo, incredibly dynamic, incredibly skilled. Uh, had a similar trajectory last season than the season before where he started out on fire. He was an all-star. He won the fastest skater competition. And he came back and he was a little bit... Uh, underwhelming, a little bit disappointed. His minutes started going down from Craig Berube, um, but he definitely sort of picked it up and started putting it all together. I think the turnovers were a problem for Kairou later in the season, but he de- eventually figured that out. I think he was strong in the playoffs as well. Um, I think he's earned himself a spot in the top six. You could even argue that maybe he'd be on that first line if you replace um, Buchnevich and Kairou or something like that. Uh, either way, I think he's going to get a lot more ice time this season. I think he... Um, you know, he's also going to be trying to prove it. He's trying to earn a big fat extension like Robert Thomas got, as he will be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, he's a, maybe the most fun player to watch on the St. Louis Blues. He's incredibly fast, incredibly skilled, does amazing things with the puck. Uh, for that reason, I have him as a winger on that line. Now, the other winger on that line, I think, is going to be Braden Shen. Now, I've seen people argue that Braden Shen could be their third line center, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him as that third line center. Um, if they really want to focus on their center depth. But I think if you want to create kind of a juggernaut top six, you put Shen and Cairo out there on the wings just because they sort of, I mean, I don't want to say they play a similar style, but they're very skilled, speedy, um, you know, don't really focus on their size as much. Now, Shen's a lot more physical than Cairo. He'll throw some hits around. He'll play well defensively. Um, you know, he'll do all those things, but he's still a very good offensive player, a good playmaker, a good finisher at the net. Um, I think him and Cairo on the wings would be pretty dynamic and pretty deadly. Uh, trying to contain both of those guys. You know, Shen, you know what you're getting with him. Um, sometimes he's a little bit inconsistent. He gets snake bit and he has trouble scoring the puck, but he still works really hard for you. And I think that energy is something that the Blues need in their top six. Uh, I could, Again, I could definitely see him as the third line center, but for now, I think it would make sense to keep him on that second line. And then obviously second line center, 
who else would it be but Ryan O'Reilly, the captain, the trophy case filler, one of the most important players on the team, if not the most important player on the team, the backbone, the engine of the St. Louis Blues. I mean, every team could use a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. What 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 can I say that hasn't already been said? I mean, he comes in uh, off of the Buffalo Sabres talking about how he's lost his love for hockey, uh, comes in, leads the Blues to a Stanley Cup, wins the Conn Smythe, wins the Selkie, uh, has that amazing picture of the Stanley Cup trophy, the Western Conference trophy, the Selkie and the Conn Smythe. Just, and he's like, yeah, look at me. I did that. Uh, immediately becomes one of the most decorated players in St. Louis Blues history uh, and does it with a smile on his face, although he's missing the couple teeth here and there uh it's the old cliche first guy in last guy out but it's true you know there's all those reports about o'reilly you know staying on the ice after practice helping the young guys getting extra reps in all that stuff he is just an incredibly valuable guy to have in your locker room um and an incredibly valuable player to have on the ice he is maybe the second best two-way player in the league uh, behind patrice bergeron um at the center position he is incredibly incredibly gifted in the face-off dot uh, he wins faceoffs like it's nobody's business. And then, like I said, he plays tremendous defense. You know, anytime Ryan O'Reilly is out there on the ice, it's like you have three defensemen. And he's also a pretty darn good forward as well. He really excels at scoring goals in clutch situations. He uh, tied Wayne Gretzky's record for consecutive goals in the Stanley Cup final, scoring in five straight games. Uh, only him and Wayne Gretzky have ever done that. You know, he came up big in the playoffs last year, even though the Blues fell short. He's always going to be, you know, the most reliable player out there for the St. Louis Blues. You've never really seen Ryan O'Reilly go on too much of a cold streak. He's had times here or there, but even when his offense drops off, his defense is still elite, elite, top tier. So for that reason, it's it's a no-brainer. Ryan O'Reilly, second-line center. Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, third, or time for the third line, I should say. But yeah, that's the second line. That's a pretty good top six. Then you get into the third line, and here's where I think you get maybe a little bit of some new faces, maybe. Spoiler. Uh... Third line, left wing, I'm going to go Brandon Saad. Um, I think he's a perfect guy for that spot. I think you could argue that if you want to put Braden Shen at your third line center, then you move Saad up to that second line um, and, you know, move Barbashev over to that wing because I do have Barbashev penciled in at the center of that third line. But anyways, let's talk about Brandon Saad for a minute. Um, kind of a sneaky good addition for the St. Louis Blues last year. Uh, I think he kind of just got overshadowed by all the other forward talent, but he still scored 20 goals for the Blues. He still played, you know, really good hockey, um, did his job really well. There's not a whole lot to say about him. He's not a super dynamic player, a super, you know, skillful player, but he is a very, very solid, reliable winger who's going to get you, you know, 20-ish goals every single season. Um, maybe he's a little bit of a negative on the defensive end sometimes. Maybe he takes a few penalties here and there, but overall, I think he's a very solid player. And if you know, he's your third line left winger that has some really, really good depth on that left side. Um, I, I like Brandon Saad there a lot as well, but I also could see him in that top six role if Braden Shen does swap with him. Um, speaking of, though, the reason that uh, I have Braden Shen on the second line is because I think the Blues have a very capable third line center in Ivan Barbashev. Now, Ivan Barbashev had a career season last year posting, I think it was 25 goals. Um, very unexpected, but also very happy for him. Very great to see that, um, sort of got away from the, the defensive first, uh, minded approach that he had taken previously and it worked wonders. He definitely did disappear late season in the, in the playoffs, which is concerning, which is why I don't really see him getting a promotion to the top six or anything like that. And the other thing is he's also on a contract year and I'm not sure the blues bring him back after that. So I think they kind of just 
would like to have him penciled in at that third line center role. I think he's a perfect player for that middle six. Um, you know, he's not going to, he's going to have a hard time if you're matching him up against like other first lines. But if you get your third line against some other team's third line, Ivan Barbashev is going to, you know, have a really easy time creating opportunities for himself and others. Uh, he was a good goal scorer, a good finisher, you know, really took advantage of the opportunities he had. And playing with a guy like Brandon Saad, I think he'll be able to, you know, play off of his offensive abilities, <coughs> excuse me, uh, and fit in perfectly on that third line. Now, my third line right wing, and I really, really, really hope I'm right about this. I have Jake Neighbors. Jake Neighbors, come on. He is, he's amazing. The Blues picked him in the first round a few seasons back. Um, he went on to have a ridiculous season in juniors last year, captaining his team to, oh God, I, I hope I get the league right. It was a WHL championship, I believe. Um, he seems like he's ready uh, for NHL time. Uh, the organization loves him. They speak so so highly of him. Uh, he's loved amongst his teammates. I always see pictures of him on Instagram with like uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and Tori Krug and all them. He seems like he, he likes to hang out with the guys. Uh, he gets along with them well. He's well-liked in the locker room, well-liked by the organization. The only thing is the Blues tend to be uh, a little bit uh, hesitant to bring these young guys up and, and play them in these, in these you know, kind of defensive first roles. But I think Jake Neighbors has what it takes um, to fit in on that third line. I would love to see him get some power play time as well. Uh, it would be great to see you know, him get about 12, 13 minutes a night uh, and just be able to you know work on his game. I think he's a tremendous passer, a tremendous playmaker. And if he's playing with a guy like Ivan Barbashev who can score goals and a guy like Brandon Saad who can score goals, he could see his assist numbers go through the roof. Uh, so I would love, love, love to see Jake Neighbors at that third line right wing. But before I get into the fourth line, I'm going to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks, and of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Plus, they are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to Built.com and snag a box for you and the family. It will be a perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Whenever I get the, the Built sends me a box, I always come downstairs like after my day at work and half the bars are gone because my family's eating them. So I got to be on that because uh, they're so delicious, honestly. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your whole order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. Okay, one final segment, one final line to go over, and that is the fourth line. And here's where I'm honestly just kind of guessing. Um, the Blues have a lot of room to play within their fourth line. They signed a lot of depth guys. It could be really any combination of a group of guys. Um, there's only really one depth sign that I think has a pretty much a guaranteed chance of being on that line. But I'll get into that. Um, again, it just depends on the approach that Blues are taking with this line. But my prediction at least for the fourth line. The wingers, I have Logan Brown and Clem Costin, which first of all, right off the bat, let's start with Logan Brown. He is someone who uh, impressed me a lot last season. He came in as sort of as like a prove-it guy uh, and ended up sticking around a lot. He's a very big, big forward, and he uses his size to his advantage. Uh, he was a former, I think it was a top 10 pick. He was like 10th or 11th, maybe 9th, something like that, with the Ottawa Senators, just never really turned out. Um, they got him in the Zach Sanford trade, and he came in 
put in some meaningful minutes in the bottom six for the St. Louis Blues. Um, he's a good physical player, but he's also skilled and kind of sneaky fast, you know, for his size. Uh, I think he would fit in perfectly on that fourth line because he has that size. He has that checking ability, but he can also get you a little bit of offense here or there. Um, and then on that right wing, I have Clem Costin. I think Clem Costin is a guy that is never going to turn into what we hoped he would turn into. We kind of hoped he would turn into a kind of a dynamic, physical two-way player. Um, get you some points, but also throw the body around. And it's been apparent through his time in the organization that he's just not that. But, you know, recently in the AHL, he has shown that he can be a fighter. He can be a physical player. He can really just be that that grinder guy. And maybe a four-line role is what's perfect for Clem Costin. You know, he might not ever achieve more than that but he can come in on your fourth line with his size and spoiler alert at 6-3 he's going to be the smallest player on that line uh at least the lines that i have made up so if you have Clem Costin as your smallest player good luck to uh, opponents trying to go out there and get anything against that line it's going to be physical uh he's a very good physical player he does have the offensive capabilities when he needs to similar to logan brown it's not going to be his primary focus but when he gets the chances you know he can finish when he needs to. He can pass when he needs to, all that sort of stuff. And then in the middle, a guy that I'm honestly most excited about in terms of the signings that the Blues made in this offseason is Noel Achari. Now, Blues fans should be pretty familiar with Noel Achari. Let's take a trip. <laughs> Get it? Down memory lane and look back at, you know, when he played against the, the Blues in the Stanley Cup Finals. He was getting a lot of ice time, even though he was in the Bruins' bottom six. And he seemed to be everywhere. He was a pest, a very pesky forward uh, very physical, uh, very hard nose, gets into the dirty areas, all the cliches, whatever, what have you. But he is very good at that. He is a tremendous, tremendous defensive forward in that aspect. Not a whole lot of offense there, but that's not why you bring in Nolachari. You bring in Nolachari to be a defensive-minded center, and that's exactly what he can be for the St. Louis Blues on their fourth line. I think that he can anchor the fourth line and the bottom six as well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I would love to see Nolachari uh, centering those two. I think that's pretty much a definite that he's going to be the fourth line center. Um, maybe they move him over to wing if they have some other ideas, but I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to add some identity to the fourth line that was missing last season. But that being said, those are my predictions. They could be right. They could be wrong. I could have, like I said, maybe I got some players in the wrong position. I don't know. If you disagree with me, let me know in the YouTube comments. Let me know on Twitter. Shoot me a DM or just you know, tweet at Locked On Blues. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Tomorrow's episode will be the defensive pairing, so make sure you stay tuned to that. And the only way you won't miss it is if you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on, or on the YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell. That way, whenever a new episode comes live, it'll just get sent right to your phone. You can click on it. You can see my beautiful face before anyone else, right as the episode gets uploaded. Uh, like I said, if you disagree with me, if you agree with me, if you say, hey, man, great, great choices, or man, those choices were terrible. I don't care. Tell me in the comments. I love to interact with you guys. You know, I love to hear all the different opinions, all the different takes, all that fun stuff. So yeah, definitely let me know. Uh, you can follow Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.